0: Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio, where we blow your minds and challenge you in ways that you've never been challenged before to dig deeper into your workplace, to recognize that your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our co-workers and employees may ever meet. We need to recognize the height of our calling. Your calling to the workplace, no matter what you do, equals that of a calling of a pastor or a missionary. We're all called to go. We're all called to share the gospel, and we're, we've all been given different sets of gifts, talents, and abilities. But do you know what yours are? Do you know who you are in Christ? Do you know who God created you to be? Do you know what you're supposed to be doing with all that? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. We've got Tom Wolf from Identity and Destiny on the air with us today, and we're going to dig deep into the passion that you've got on your heart. Each one of us, when we do certain things, we go, oh, that time just flew by. I had no idea that it took that long. I was having so much fun. Whatever that is in your life, that's an indication of what the Lord has laid on your heart. The guy from Chariots of Fire, I can't even think of his name, but as he was running, he says, when I run, I feel the passion of the Lord. And when I'm on the radio, I feel the passion of the Lord. And those of you that have listened for a long time, you know that. But what is your passion? What has the Lord laid on your heart? Tom and I are going to dig deep into that subject. Tom Wolf, welcome back to I Work for Him.
1: Hey, Jim. How are you? Good to see
0: you. You know, we're, yeah, we're in studio together today. And just, you know, this is something that you, you and Pam have spent so many years, so many hours. Hundreds and thousands of hours digging into helping people dig into their own lives and to find out who God created them to be right. and what He created them to be doing. And, and we've talked, you know, the last couple of times we talked about some real specific things within the within the study. We talked about spiritual gifts. We talked about core values. And I thought it'd be fun today to talk about passion. You bet. Because in in the study, it helps us identify. What is it that is, we're passionate about? Each one of us has something that when we do it, it doesn't feel like work. It feels it just comes natural. It flows out of us. But before we get in that conversation, here's my question for you today. Have
1: you ever had a job that sucked the life out of you? You bet. In fact, it was one of the things that probably motivated me or helped uh, uh, stimulate me, get me excited about writing this whole uh, program, the workbook, the, the coaching program, everything. Um When I went to college, I didn't know what to study. My father gave me advice that was good for him, but not good for me. He said, boy, if I could be an accountant, that'd just be a wonderful career from what he's seen. So I studied accounting. And uh, that was my first lesson that uh, uh, we have skills and talents, and mine was not (laughs) accounting. So I worked in a uh, public accounting CPA firm for two years and uh, nothing against the profession. It is a tremendous profession, and it was a great background, but boy, I hated it. It wasn't for me. So uh, I got out of it and went another direction. How did it
0: impact you when you were in something that just wasn't you? What did you feel like?
1: Uh, I certainly didn't enjoy getting up and going to work, number one. Uh, While I was at work, it was constantly like, when can we get this over with? And then what I found myself doing was really – uh, trying to find things that uh, excited me, got the juices flowing, things like that outside of work in order to uh, replace that boredom that uh, I felt when I was at work. I mean, flipping through checks all day long and doing bank wrecks is not what my idea of fun is. To somebody else, that's great, and that's, that's what this whole program is about it's finding how you're wired it's finding how you're put together by god so that you can do that and live that how do you do that i mean how do you discover that when you're 18 years old and you have to make a decision as to what you're going to study in school you know yeah i'm going to leave my life career choice up to some 22 year old duh
0: yeah, how or, do you do it that? to somebody that's a <laughs> guidance counselor who has no idea who you are at all? Right. All they've seen is your transcripts. Correct. Well, you'd be really good at this based on your scores.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've always said that if I had this when I was a senior in high school or in college, I'd have saved myself 10 years of trial and error bouncing around trying to figure out how I fit into the world, what my skills were, where I enjoyed things, and where I was effective and uh, got the most out of it. So you got a high school student at home, you got a college student at home, wow, what a gift this could be for them.
0: And what Tom's talking about is the gift of giving someone finding your God-given sweet spot the Identity and Destiny workbook that is so packed full of biblical background it helps you figure out exactly who you who did god what did god wire you into your dna who did god create you to be through your growing up how did you develop what kind of a human being did you develop into and what should you be doing you need to get a copy of this i've said it on every show that tom and pam join us these guys are major show sponsors why i work for him because this is something i am so passionate about if you're a christ follower or maybe even if you're not, maybe you're just trying to figure out, is this Jesus really who I want to follow? Identity and Destiny is for everybody listening to the show today. Go out to identityanddestiny.com and buy a copy of the Finding Your God Given Sweet Spot study for 20 bucks. It is perhaps the second best place to spend your $20 in your lifetime. First, buy a nice Bible for 20 bucks and then buy Finding Your God Given Sweet Spot by Identity and Destiny. It is, it's un. Believable. So, Tom, as we talk about passion, we got about 30 seconds before we got to go to the break. When you talk about passion, when you went from a job that sucked the life out of you to a job that all of a sudden you're like, I like this, what did it feel like? I mean, inside, how did it feel?
1: Freeing, freeing. It was like, wow, let's dive into this. Let's make this happen. Let's just, you, I had some excitement about it, had enthusiasm about it, uh, motivation, wanted to make something happen. Big difference.
0: Today we're talking with Tom Wolfe from Identity and Destiny, a major show sponsor, but they're a major show sponsor because if there's a ministry here in Tampa Bay that I am wildly passionate about, it's Identity and Destiny. This study will revolutionize your walk with Christ. This workbook will lead you from a place of, I have no clue what I'm supposed to do with this life that I have, and at the end of it, you'll understand greatly who God created you to be and what you should be doing identity the word and destiny.com identity and destiny.com right before the break right at the beginning of the show i was talking about the guy from chariots fire who said when it when i run i feel the pleasure of the lord it was eric liddell or eric liddell depending on how you want to pronounce it and what is it a liddell or liddell do you know tom
1: no i don't know well
0: it's we're gonna go with what is it ace you know Okay, Ace doesn't know either. Okay, I'll say Liddell. How about that? Just because I said Liddell, you're going to say Liddell. Okay, <laughs> all right. So Tom, we're going to talk about passion today, and, and you said, "Okay, wait a minute, wait." You you want to deal with some of the false ideas out there about passion, right? Because my father-in-law always said to me, Jim, find a job that you find something, do something you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. It's kind of related to passion, but there's some false ideas behind this whole passion idea as well.
1: Well, yeah you know, I had a business where I coached people through a process to help them find the business that fit them best. And they were thinking about being in business. And I'd have all these people who come to me who would say the same thing you just said. Well, I read these articles and they say, find something you're passionate about. And if you do that, wow, you'll just be happy as all. And I'm passionate about golf. And they'd go, I'd say, well, I got news for you. When you're Counting on golf to make the mortgage payment and to make the car payment, it ain't fun anymore. It's work. And you get into golf uh, because you're passionate about it, but you're working on weekends while everybody else is playing. You rarely get to play anymore. So it isn't really true. I mean, I've known people who've gone into businesses because they thought they were passionate about it, and then they really they lose the passion
0: well, that's the e-myth part of that,
1: where they, you know, somebody, maybe they're a welder
0: and they're like, I love welding, I'm going to go in a welding business. <laughs> yeah. And then they go in a welding business, they find out, well, if I'm going to run my business, I never get to weld. Correct. Because if you're going to run your own business, you never get, you're not supposed to be the guy doing the work. You're supposed to hire other people to do, I mean, so you go in a business to do something you're passionate about, but you end up doing the things you're not passionate about because that's what it means to run a business. Correct. So you're saying people really need to dig a whole lot deeper into this whole passion thing before they quit their job and
1: start a business. Well, yeah, and I say in the book that the uh, the passion when you feel passion about a particular activity, it's like the light on your dashboard on your car is lighting up. So the engine light goes on. What it's saying is, hey, you something in here needs to be checked out. That's when you feel passion. That's like the engine light going on. So you have to lift the hood. You have to look and say, what Is it in here that's causing this light to go off? And it's the same thing about your passions. When you feel passionate about a particular activity or situation, whatever it might be, you need to look under the hood and say, so what are the different things that I'm doing here that really tick off this passionate feeling that I have? Because if you can identify those things, it opens a whole world of possibilities for you for other things that would do the same. So for me, I love golf. But, you know, I'm not real good at it. But what I love about it is I'm outside, Mm -hmm. good weather, beautifully manicured environment, can listen to the birds, can pray. Like Billy Graham says, the only place that God doesn't answer his prayers is on the golf course. So you can pray, you can spend time, male bonding. There's enough competition that you have to be focused and pay attention. But if I can find that in other places... I can get and experience that same passion. And that's what we try to coach people to do. It's it's so
0: important that people, well, uh, what identity and destiny going through this workbook, what it really does is it gets people to slow down. I mean, it's one of the most powerful things it does is to get people to slow down, be quiet, listen to what God is saying, and you're kind of leading people through that discovery process. And we've talked a lot about the whole discovery process this year. And, and I wanted to get to passion because it's, we want to connect i mean you can't just jump in we're not just jumping into passion passion is your week 4 yeah <laughs> i mean we we've already done a whole lot of discovery about ourselves coming up to week 4 yes and i always tell people listen when i give you the identity and destiny i have given away dozens of copies of identity and destiny to good friends um and when i tell them listen this is the this is an amazing 8 week study that the first four weeks are super easy because you're finding out all about yourself. The second four weeks are what the enemy doesn't want you to really know. The enemy's not as afraid of much about you finding out about yourself, but the enemy's really afraid when you start listening to the Lord about what you should do with what you've just found out. That's right. He doesn't want you to hear it. And and people are going, what enemy? I'm talking about Satan, the devil, Lucifer, whatever you want to call the guy, Beelzebub. There's a real enemy out there, and there's an enemy of your soul. And he doesn't want you to experience God. He doesn't want you to experience what Jesus said. Hey, I don't do anything unless I see the Father doing it. He doesn't want you to see that. He doesn't want you to experience that. And so it's, it, it, you know, it's just so important. You know, I want to dig deep into passion, but I want to talk about your wife's passion. Pam's not on the air today, so we can talk about her. Okay, and she's probably not listening either because I know she's busy today. So we can talk about her. We can get away with that. But she's got a she got a cool event coming up in the middle of October that she wanted people to hear about. But she was she couldn't call in today, so I want to talk to people about it. Okay. I would ask you what all the details you know, but I think, I, like you said, I think I know more than you. <laughs> Pam Wolf and Pat Layton will be keynote speakers at the upcoming Your Story Matters Women's Gathering on Saturday, the 15th of October, 8 to 3.30 at Grace Family Church on Waters Avenue in Tampa. It's not your typical workshop or conference. It's going to be a special day filled with love and laughter. It's a whole room full of women. It's going to be amazing. Love, laughter, growth, receiving, giving, and refreshing. Not to mention lots of ways to connect with other really special women. It's a gathering designed specifically for you to step off the busy treadmill of life. People are going, really? I'm not busy. Yeah, whatever. It's only for a day. It's a gathering where you can relax and enjoy discovering the transformative power of your story while experiencing the power and inspiration of women along allowing God to use their stories to bring hope and encouragement to others. This is for women. October 15th at Grace Family Church on Waters Avenue in Tampa. 35 bucks a person. You can go out to... Oh, I forgot to write the website down. Oh, I've got it. I've got it somewhere. I'll get it. It's not on identityanddestiny.com. Hang on a minute. I'm going to get that. I, I grabbed the wrong sheet of paper. It never written down. That's really embarrassing. It's, you don't know it, Tom, do you? No. I've got it written down. I'm going to read Tom and I are going to talk about passion and I'll get to that website. But you want to find out right away it, 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 and get signed up for this. It's going to be an amazing event. And I know you on Grace Family's site, I know I saw it on their event page, but there's also a special page that you can get signed up on, and I'll find it out for you really, really quick. So, Tom, why don't you give us an introduction into what, how Identity and Destiny helps us find that passion?
1: Well, uh, we have, I think, 14 questions that we tell people to take their time to read the questions. These are... Unlike the other questions in the book where it's either a yes or a no or a quick this or that, multiple choice, this is questions where you really have to dig deep into your soul and think about it before you can answer them. So it's things like if if money and time were not the obstacle, what would you do to create meaning in your life? Or um, when you look back at the end of your life, what will make you feel satisfied and fulfilled? These kind of questions... Uh, You can't answer off the cuff, but it's like you said, we're forcing people to slow down, to step back from the rushed life, and to think about these things. This is one of the biggest issues that I find in my coaching. People don't slow down and think about their business. People also don't slow down and think about their life, and that's what this is forcing them to do. So they have to step back. I tell them, answer the questions that they can. while they're going through the book, but those that they can't, just let them sit. Let the spirit speak to you, let the subconscious work on it. And then as you come up with the answers, fill it in. And people really, the whole idea is looking for themes and threads that are consistent throughout all these deep questions.
0: And we're gonna talk about some of those very specific questions when we come back from the break. We've got a caller that we're gonna to get to, we're gonna to get to your friend. Pastor Lou, after the break, why don't you just tell our guests who Pastor Lou is and why she's played such a significant role in your wife's life?
1: Well, um, she's got a great story of uh, bootstrapping her life, moving forward, taking care of children. Uh, She's become a pastor, and uh, uh, she's had a great career. She's one of our licensed facilitators, and this is part of this conference, her story, We all have a story. Now, if you sit down and think about your story, you can see threads and themes through your story that guide you in a particular direction. But nobody takes the time to connect the dots, to think about it, to pray on it, to use a tool like identity and destiny to pull it all together.
0: And Pastor Lou's going to talk about a retreat she's got coming up Again, a women's identity and destiny kind of retreat. Finding seven steps to purpose-filled life. Christian women's retreat in December. You'll hear from Pastor Lou right after the break. If you want to get involved in Pam Wolf and Pat Layton's conference on October fifteenth, go to the website internationalschoolofstory.org/tampa-event. Internationalschoolofstory.org/tampa-event. And we're talking about passion. What's your passion? What has God designed you to be passionate about? Before Tom and I get back to our conversation, we've got a special guest. One of their licensed facilitators is Pastor Luanne Rutherford. She is a passionate woman who loves to invest in other women's lives. Pastor Lou, welcome to I Work For Him.
2: Thank you so much, Jim. And boy, did you describe my passion beautifully. I love to invest in the lives of other women, and particularly those who are searching for their um, identity and destiny. So
0: how did you first get exposed to identity and destiny?
2: Well, I started out helping another woman, and I noticed her identification card that indicated that she was a facilitator for Identity and Destiny, so I asked her exactly what that meant, and that was the beginning of a life-changing course for me. Hmm. Um, First, I went through the the program myself, then I became a facilitator, and two years later, I also became an ordained pastor.
0: Hmm. That's awesome.
2: As a result of their incredible workbook and the gift that Tom and Pam have authored, um, not only have I taken many women through the journey with just incredible life-changing events for them, but the Holy Spirit laid it upon my heart to develop a format from their work so that women who couldn't commit several weeks to going through this process could take a weekend and go through the entire journey. So with the help of several team members, that's what I've created, is an opportunity to um, go to a retreat center and experience the entire journey. Um, In addition to experience of praise and worship and growing in fellowship, um, it is just going to be a dynamic, wonderful weekend.
0: Well, and that's why we've got you calling in. We've got you calling in to talk about this upcoming event that you have in December, the 2nd through the 4th, up at Lakewood Retreat Center in Brooksville, Florida, which Lakewood Retreat is a beautiful area. The, the camp is a beautiful camp. Talk to me about, you know... You're, you're holding this. What should women, people that sign up for this event, and, it's, and they can find out more at journeyswithjesus.org in order to be able to find out more about the, the, the retreat. What can the ladies signing up, what can they expect?
2: Well, um, basically what they can expect is incredible fellowship with other Christian women who are on the same quest. And the quest is to identify exactly who God says they are and what his purpose. Um, they'll they'll grow intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. Uh, they'll come to a greater understanding of their own identity and God's purpose. That's the main thing. But they'll also share uh, several periods of praise and worship we are going to have um, prayer partners available at all times. A number of people who have completed the journey are going to assist the women at their tables, coaching them through the process where they might have any difficulties whatsoever. And they're going to be in what you described as that incredibly uh, beautiful setting.
0: So talk to me about This is not your first retreat, correct?
2: No, this is the first retreat. I've um, been coaching women through this process, for um, five or six years now, but God just laid it on my heart about six months ago to do this retreat format. And I've worked very diligently not to miss any pieces of the journey. But I've made a slight adjustments in the order of sequence of delivery in that instead of holding all the spiritual growth aspects until the end, we're integrating them throughout the intellectual and the, um, uh, emotional aspects of the journey
0: well and you're as you put together retreat retreat settings are so powerful because you get people disconnected from from television and 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 we're liquid retreat i think your cell phone still works but you can make them leave it in their cabin or whatever but to be able to spend a whole weekend listening to the voice of the lord and going through identity and destiny and and finding the these seven steps to purpose-filled life i mean it identity and destiny by far the most powerful workbook i've ever gone through my entire life and so what you know I think that a guy should put together a guy's retreat there, Tom. Maybe there's an idea. for Maybe not. Maybe not. But, but Luann, what, what do you, you've, you've taken a lot of other women through this. Why don't you speak for those women? What did they experience when they came to the end of identity and destiny? What, what are they, what are they saying? What are you hearing people say?
2: Well, what I'm hearing them say, and let me preface this with the fact that I've taken women of all ages, all economic ranges, um, all different types of histories, and without exception, those who complete the process say that this is the most life-changing journey they've ever taken in terms of their spiritual growth and I found that to be true and so has every woman that I've taken through over the past six years and I just didn't want women to miss that opportunity who can't devote several weeks of a given afternoon or evening to complete the process
0: right so they can take it just a weekend in December December 2nd through the fourth what time does it start on December 2nd
2: the registration or check-in starts at noon the first session starts right at one o'clock we will have a Friday afternoon, a Friday evening, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and Sunday. And interspersed will be opportunities for praise and worship.
0: And they're and, gonna, and you're going to hold it up at Lakewood Retreat Center.
2: That is absolutely correct.
0: Which is in Brooksville, which is a beautiful. It's a beautiful camp, sprawling yep. on a lake. Lots of great places to walk. Lots of quiet places. How much?
2: Uh, well, what we're doing now, because of the privilege of being on your program, is we are extending the initial registration uh, fee, which is only $199, for everything. It's for the course, it's for the workbooks, it's for all of the materials, it's for food and lodging for that entire period of time.
0: Okay, and so they just need to mention that they've heard heard about it on iWork for him, and they can get that price all-inclusive for $199 for the weekend.
2: That That is correct. And uh, Jim, if I may, I would like to give you an email address okay? because the website that you just uh, shared is under construction, and I don't want anyone who's interested to miss out on making a connection. Uh, So I'd like them to to use a website that I will – excuse me – an email address that I will give you right now. Okay, go ahead. Very easy to remember. It's ABBA and then my initials at yahoo.com. So it's A-B-B-A-L-A
0: at yahoo.com. All right, and we'll post that on Facebook tonight along with a a, a little a blurb on what's coming up at your at your ladies retreat. Pastor Lou, thanks for coming and i work for him. What I'd love to hear is after this weekend after this weekend in December, the 2nd through the 4th, when you do your Identity and Destiny weekend, I want you to you know, tabulate the results and, and grab a couple of those, those ladies that have gone through it, and let's have a show where we can talk about how the Lord was glorified and how lives were changed by going through your retreat and how Identity and Destiny played a part in all of that.
2: Absolutely. What a privilege that would be. I look forward to speaking with you again, Jim, and God bless you, and God bless my dear uh, friends, Pam and Tom.
0: All right, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we're talking that's that was Pastor Luann. And she, Rutherford has talked about her retreat, her Identity and Destiny retreat coming up on the second through the fourth of December. If you want to find out more, you just need to talk to send an email, Abba at Yahoo.com, or you just go on to our Facebook page tonight. We'll have that link out there. $199 for a weekend retreat to go through Identity and Destiny is a steal of a deal, and it'll be the best $199 you've ever invested in in your entire life. It it, it just phenomenal. Tom, a lot of fun to see that you you're somebody going through Identity and Destiny. Like Pastor Lou, she understood what God was doing in her life and it God laid the passion on investing in Identity and Destiny in women's lives and doing this kind of thing to take your ministry and and go off in another direction with it.
1: Right. Well, that was the whole idea. Um with the Licensed Facilitator Program, a person gets the training on how to use this book as a tool and how to work with the Holy Spirit and an individual, you know, how to manage their expectations and how to address some of the issues. They don't have to know everything. The beauty of this is all you do is sit back and ask the questions and let the Holy Spirit do the work. So people go, oh, I couldn't take somebody through this. Oh, yes, you can. All you need to do is ask the questions. The questions are written in the book. So... Our idea was to give them a little bit of training, give them a little bit of help, and then let them run with it. Let's see where the Lord wants to take it. So we've got everybody, people from Africa to South America to China to Alaska to Canada and back to Pennsylvania and Florida. So. <laughs> I mean, how
0: cool is that to know that the Lord used you and a passion for teaching this in your Sunday school class, your small group, all those years ago, and what he taught you and had you organized in a fashion of a workbook is now being used by tens of thousands of people across the globe. It's got to be humbling.
1: Uh, I don't think that I think about it very much, if you want to know (laughs) the truth. Okay. (laughs) Put the next foot in front of the next foot and see what happens. But when you have situations like this or we get an email from someone who uh, talks highly about the impact, that's when I sit back and go, wow, this is you, God, not me.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. All right, Tom, I think what you said off the air is probably really powerful. Let's ask each other some of these questions so we can really talk about how we answer these questions to be able to help determine our passion. So my question is, I'll just ask you the first one, all right? If money and time were not obstacles, what would you do to create meaning in your life? How did you answer that when you went through this the first time?
1: Well, the first time I uh, came up with the question, uh, I'm fortunate and blessed enough that money and time is not an obstacle to me now because of my career of building several businesses and selling them. So what would I be doing? Exactly what I'm doing. And people look at me kind of cross-eyed when I say that. I mean, I have friends who do nothing but play golf four and five times a week. And I look at that and I go, no, that does not work. So I enjoy working with individuals. I enjoy working within uh, business owners helping them to grow, helping them to get clarity, helping them to set goals, helping them to maximize their strengths while making their weaknesses irrelevant so that they can get the most out of life and have a bigger impact in the kingdom and make great money and get up excited every day. That's what I do, and that's what I would do if time and money weren't an issue.
0: Yeah, okay, so I I love that. Sorry, I was thinking while you were talking. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) Okay, I just did a D thing on the air. Because I was curious, I was reading what I wrote. Yeah, and I now I went through identity and destiny about four months after we started on the radio show. So I'd had about sixteen shows. Okay, didn't have any idea what the Lord was going to do with this. I mean, that's five hundred and fifty shows ago. But here's what I wrote, and and, and I will tell you that it, it seems pretty close. If there were no, if there money were no, if money and time were not obstacles, what would you do to create meaning in your life? I wrote down my skills in business and administration, management, and prophecy are are are, I can't read my writing, are desperate to get out to be used as an encouragement and a challenge to business people and missionaries. I would spend the rest of my life networking with Christ-following business people and kingdom-impactful ministries, investing in them and encouraging unity among them. Wow. Neat. It's what I do every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so the only thing I would change is that I would need a, I'd like a little bit more money so that we can get this. And I'm not talking a lot. I mean, just a little bit more money. We'd love to have all the 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 advertising spots filled, but we just need that nineteen thousand seven hundred fifty dollars so we can go national with the show. Yeah, that's so that we can encourage more people. But that's that's hilarious. I hadn't read that since I wrote that, and, and that's exactly what the Lord laid on my
1: heart. Now you know. If you look at the way this is written also, if money and time were not obstacles, what would you do to create meaning in your life? It isn't, what would you do with your life? It was, what will you do to create meaning? So as people read these things, this is the kind of stuff that they have to step back and really think, well, what would I do to create meaning? Because a lot of people say, oh, I'd just travel all the time. I'd play golf all the time. Well, I'd give it away and I'd help travel, you know, charities and I'd do this and that. It's like, what would you really do to create meaning in your life if you had all the money and time that you needed?
0: Well, we're at kind of a we're at we were at an advantage. You were right in the curriculum when you wrote the wrote that question. I had already started to experience some of that meaning by investing. I mean, I've been mentoring Christian business people for a few years beforehand, and I knew there was something in this marketplace ministry. deal. I knew there was something that was being missed. Yep and and that it was something that was desperately needed. So uh, it's a great question. That's fun. Hey, I'd like to thank Michael for calling in from Palm Harbor. Thanks for being the first guy to call into the show this week. So grateful that you called in. And thanks for winning a copy of Identity and Destiny. Michael, when you start going through that, Give me a call. My phone number is on our website. I'd love to be able to talk to you as you go through this. And if you'd like a specific coach, go to identityanddestiny.com. You can sign up to get a coach, and it will really help you go through the experience. But Michael, thanks so much for being a listener and calling in today.
1: All right, so, Tom, next question. What do you want to ask? What do you want to ask me? Well, one of my favorite questions that I like to hear from people is name the top three people you admire and what makes them so admirable to you.
0: That— was the toughest question that you asked? Really? Because I'm not an admirer of people. Somehow earlier in my life, I met enough famous people where I realized that they were all flawed like me. Ah, no, I I, and agree. I'm not saying this. To, I, and so no, I, so I wasn't. Wonderful. So I, I didn't have any sports heroes. Uh-huh. Well, of course, I grew up in Minnesota, so you know football. That's a punishment. So there's no sports <laughs> heroes there. You know, Fran Tarkin is as good as it gets. And, and so, y- y- so no sports heroes. No no you know every time you think well there's a there's a great person in leadership you saw them fall Mm -hmm. you saw you saw their frailty you saw that so i'm not a worshiper of people i never had like well if i could just sit down with this person that would just be the coolest thing i don't have that because it just and that's terrible to say i love sitting down with new people you know i do because you've seen me do it but it just that was the toughest question so i wrote down the number one person i wrote down was oz hillman Okay. Who, is, who is really? He's not one of the fathers of marketplace ministry. That's really Jesus, but he was one of the guys that really got it well known. Right. And after I wrote that, I called Oz and I said, "Can I come spend a day with you?" And, and I just want to I want to share my heart. I want to hear your heart. I want to spend a day with you. And he said, "Yes." Cool. So, you know, and the only other guy I wrote on there was Andy Stanley because he just he he knows how to take Christian principles and make it so that every Normal person can understand him, and that's what I want to do. I want to be able to break it down. I want to be like that, I want to be a gifted orator like that. Because I don't know if you've ever heard him preach, but he can he just makes complicated principles so that everybody he, he describes everybody else can
1: be. Well, usually, uh, the people that they pay, pick in this are <clears throat> individuals who either have characteristics uh, that they have and they want to amplify those characteristics or they have characteristics that they wish they had. They'd like to move towards it. So uh, it's really interesting, the people, the individuals that people come up with. My number one, other than Jesus, was uh, Ben Franklin. I just think he is fantastic. Here's a guy who maximized the skills and the gifts that he had. He helped mankind. He was involved in the creating of a country and a government. He was a scientist. He was a writer. He was a great marketer. He was a philanderer, but that isn't part of what I (laughs) admire of him. But it's part of his personality, just the flair and the life and the impact that he's had. And he was funny. Yeah, he's great. So So that was your number one. That was my number one. I think uh, Winston Churchill was number two. You went for the big dog. See, I was thinking way smaller. Well, Well, these were people who had characteristics I admire. His persistence, his determination, Mm -hmm. the never give up. I mean, look at England during World War II, and he carried them through that. I mean, can you imagine the burden that he had on his shoulders to try and lead that country through those difficult, depressing times and says, we're never giving up?
0: No, that was it's amazing. So because I've seen the two, pictures.
1: Yeah, I don't know who a third one would be. I might have said Jesus at the time. I don't have it written down here with me. See, the, but I, there are two I, that I love. I admire.
0: That's fantastic, and I wouldn't have put Jesus on there because I, I already feel like I spent a lot of time with him already. So, it, it, but it was that was the toughest question. I, it, I was I can't believe you asked me that one because that one <laughs> I look at it like I didn't even get three because I really struggle with that one. All right, so if there was one wrong in the world. That you can make right, what would it be?
1: Uh, What we're looking for here is when people answer this question is what is the really impactful thing that they see going on in the world that that touches their heart? I mean, talk about passion. This question really gets down to what is the passion that the person has in their heart? Now, they really have to think about this because this isn't obvious, okay? For me, as I thought about this, it's unfairness in the world. It's always important to me that things are fair. I want to see fair situations. It doesn't mean that I have the gifts or the abilities or the skills that somebody else, but I want fairness in that I have the opportunity to go as far as I can go, okay? Uh, so unfairness in the world, unfairness in the judicial system, unfairness in society, okay? Now, that doesn't mean that I believe in social justice and everything should be even i just don't like to see unfairness in the world and there is so much of that I, and i when i look at that question
0: today it would be the if there was one wrong i could write to be the destruction of religion not relationship not jesus but the destruction of religion because religion has really led to a lot of that unfairness the, the religious mm. institutions and how they've used it to lord over to people, and, and I would, I would probably the other right would be that I would the other wrong I would write would be to eliminate the eighty eight thousand denominations. Just get everybody on the same page with Jesus. I mean, right. can we, can we all serve Jesus. Let's <laughs> let's impact our world together instead of separately fighting each other.
1: That's exactly right. Yes.
0: Whew I'll just step off that soapbox <laughs> before fair. it gets really. Yeah, it's unfair. <laughs>
1: that soapbox has got a
0: lot of potholes in it. Are right, you listening to I work for him Tom Wolf and I talk? about passion what is a passion that the lord has laid on your heart how do you find that out identity is the answer to that one this is a workbook that you should get go out to identity and don't just get it go through it complete it watch how the holy spirit leads you through this and impacts your life in fact ace ace uh you you've got a copy of identity and destiny right Sure do. Okay, have you started it yet? No, not yet. Okay, so so that challenge then, Ace, would be before October's show, when we bring Tom and Pam Wolf back, that you've gotten into it so you can give a personal testimony as to how you've seen the Lord work in your life as you and Tony go through that. That sounds like a good deal to me. Is that is that enough accountability now that you've yes. been on the air? Yeah, no, that's the problem is you made me do it on the air. So <laughs> I know I have to do it now, which no, you, I actually have been looking to forward. You get to do it now? I have no, no, yeah. I get to do, it. to do it now. No, in all seriousness, I'm looking very much forward to, to being able to do this. All right, good. I'm glad there's all kinds of pressure. All right, so what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? How did you answer that question?
1: Well, before I was saved. <laughs> I wanted to be Mick Jagger. <laughs> okay.
0: Could you sing? Can you sing? No. Well, he couldn't either. I, so I, been, okay. I
1: can't sing a note. Um, he couldn't really either, but he People could, turn around in church and dance. say, hey, can you lip sync this song, please?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, after you became a Christ follower, what, 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 how did you answer that question? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail?
1: Well, um, if I knew I couldn't fail, I'd want to be president of the United States. There's so many unfair things out there that mm. I could correct that if I knew I couldn't fail... I'd want a power position to really have some kind of significant impact, get this country back on track. Whoever said that this isn't a Christian country, they're wrong.
0: Oh yeah, it's the current president of the United States that we're <laughs> oh, not a Christian that's country. Right. That's yeah. right. He was wrong. That's right. Hey, why don't you read the history of our country, Mr. President? <laughs> oh, but we're not gonna go there though. Because there's plenty of other presidents that have embarrassed the Lord as well. All right. So what would I do if I if I knew I couldn't fail? Literally, it would be to get pastors. Together in a room and get them to work together so that we can impact our country the way that churches should be impacting the country. Yeah, I'm but sure. as we talked off the air, it is so tough to get in front of pastors and to get them to work together with other pastors. Not There are lots of exceptions to that. There are lots of exceptions but not enough of them. I want to make them all exceptions. I want to make all exceptions that they all like, hey, I'm in it, but I want to work with Bob from down the street and and Joey from down the street and Jerry from down the street. I want to work together. That's oh. that's what I do. If I couldn't fail, that's what I would do. But Talk
1: about I, herding cats. Uh, well, that's your project for you.
0: I'm afraid it would give me a heart attack because <laughs> it, it'd be frustration. Okay, last question. Why is it important For people to see the common themes in their life as they answer these questions,
1: why is it important for them to see the common themes? Well, what I find as I coach people through this, I listen for the words. So I listen for words that they use multiple times. I listen for a thought or a feeling. Uh, Just like we've talked about here for you, there's a theme running through every answer that you have here. Marketplace ministry, impacting You know, doing kingdom building. All these kinds of things are the themes that run through it. That's what you've got to look for when you answer these questions about deep-seated feelings, deep-seated emotions, passions. you got to look at the threads and the themes, and then you've got to take that as another building block in the mosaic that you're creating here with identity and destiny. Each unit stands on its own. I have a lot of people who come to me and go, Oh, I know it now. No, put that to the side. Step at a time. Step at a time. Build it.
0: It's an amazing process to go through. Tom, thanks so much for today.
1: My pleasure.
0: You know, we talked today about passion and identity and destiny, and how you should get a copy of this workbook and go through it yourself. And as you heard Ace say, he's looking forward to going through it because he knows and he's heard it. This is going to impact your life, and and holy, the Holy Spirit is going to work in your life as you go through this. You got to get a copy. And I'm gonna die saying that identityanddestiny.com, identityanddestiny.com. Don't waste any more time. Just go get a copy. Identityanddestiny.com. It's twenty bucks. Don't get Starbucks next week. Next week, this will change your life. Starbucks will never change your life. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, ultimately, I work for Him.